De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast. An I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss the role of offline media and the future of marketing, focusing on marketing strategies for millennials. Joining us is Jacob Ross, who is the CEO at Pebble Post who is the world's leading digital-to-direct-mail marketing platform, helping hundreds of brands to reach consumers at home with timely, relevant mail that activates buying decisions and drives conversions everywhere. Yesterday, Jacob and I talked about the rise of offline digital, and today we're going to continue our conversation to discuss marketing strategies for millennials. Okay, here's my conversation with Jacob Ross, the CEO at Pebble Post. Jacob, welcome back to the podcast. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. So, Jacob, I'm curious. We're talking about this idea of really a more effective marketing for millennials. Is there this monolithic millennial consumer? Like, how do we parse this out? I feel like, and I have to say, you know, I'm of the Gen X generation. I remember the boomers just like your slackers and they just generalized this. And it turned out to be completely untrue. But there were general trends in our buying behavior that you could point to and say, yes, this is this is something that I would adjust my marketing strategy for. So is there really a monolithic millennial that we need to be worried about who is privileged, entitled, and can't ever buy a house? Does that really exist? Oh, geez. Well, as a, as a fellow Gen Xer, I guess I, I, I would agree with you that I didn't like being put in a box. So I probably would have the same answer as you, which is that it's probably not monolithic. And if anything, I think there are sort of two competing dynamics that we need to think about from a marketing standpoint. I mean, in terms of those kind of sociological evaluation of millennials, I don't know. I mean, my my view on this is that in in many ways we're all different, and in many ways we we are the same. And I think that if anything, the millennial oriented dialogues that we've had with our brands about their marketing strategies have been about two things. One is uh, personalization and making sure that what we are helping brands share with their audience or their customers or prospects is relevant. I think that is a huge component of it. Nobody wants to be bombarded with generic marketing messages and millennials, I think are no exception. And then two is respect where again, there's this kind of push and pull of marketing where you can you can push marketing out there, you can engage people through experiences and other formats. And I think with younger generations, respect goes a long way. The concerns about data privacy among millennials and Gen Z are higher than any generation previously. And there's an intolerance for BS in marketing. So I guess those are, if I had to paint it with broad strokes, I'd say 
that those are the things. I mean, there's this meme that circulates around the internet every few years that kind of has somebody who's like their, they have their, their computer and a stack of mail. And 20 years ago, the picture was, ooh, a piece of email. I just got an email. And there's this excitement around it. And yay. And now it's like your email inbox is so chock full of stuff. It's really difficult to even keep track of everything from offer and updates and marketing nurture and all that stuff. But if you get a piece of a relevant physical media in your mailbox, that it's actually relevant to what you're interested in, then that's really interesting. And so all that is just to say, we haven't seen a huge disparity in response rates, conversion rates, engagement rates between sort of the boomer generation or the millennial generation or even Gen Z because of that sort of nice balance of relevance and respect. So personalization and respect are the cornerstone to what you're recommending. And and I think in many ways that, you know, that frankly probably works well with boomers and Gen X folks. But I think we've also seen this shift. There's a couple of things I have to mention here, Jacob. The first hint is there are differences in value systems, folks. Guess what? Between generations, because our contexts are always so different. Think about, gosh, your parents or, or your grandparents who grew up during World War II and during the Depression. Your value systems are going to be attached to that time forever, right? So we have to recognize that as marketers, those value systems change and for good reason. And to point our finger and be like, well, geez, that's just crazy. Those millennials are nuts. What are they doing? They care about X, Y, and Z. Guess what? For B2B marketers, millennials are now moving into the buying cohort, right? They've gone from the people you hired 10 years ago, right? That were going to fill these junior roles. And guess what? They're now migrating to the point where they're actually becoming very influential in the buying process. So to kind of unpack all that, what we're talking about here is not just strategies for consumers that are millennials, but just understanding the millennial mindset. So are there things in your experience, Jacob, that would say that those value systems have changed in terms of how they look at buying? Have you seen kind of signals from those groups that say, we're going to buy differently than boomers and the best generation ever, Gen X? Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the marketers that we work with are, as I mentioned, are kind of retail, e-com. We work with a lot of wellness brands, home fitness companies, you could probably imagine jewelry, et cetera. And so I think the nice part of trying to answer your question about millennials more broadly and how the offline digital channels work is that we don't, we don't help brands market to anyone who hasn't shown an interest in a product or a service, even if it's an adjacent product or a service. And I think that's where for millennials, where, you know, entered the workforce of certainly after the Gen X folks, housing prices are high, you know, cost of living is very high. They're trying to make ends meet in a way that, you know, maybe our generation didn't have to deal with as much. We find that the process of marketing to folks who are interested and sort of implicitly want to be engaged in a dialogue with a brand has been very successful. And certainly the rise of, you know, the fact that a lot of brands built their foundations on social with Facebook and Instagram and really got to escape velocity purely with tailored, authentic messaging that is sort of aware of the audience that they work with. We've built off of that. So a lot of the way that we market in terms of the offers that we build, when to incorporate discounts, how to talk about benefits, but then also only marketing to folks who are in market 
um, that has been helpful as opposed to a bunch of aspirational, high living marketing messages. I guess that's how I how, how I look at it. Yeah, that makes sense. And that gets back to this idea of respect. Don't market to people that yeah. don't have a need, that don't have a desire, that frankly, at the end of the day, don't like your product, right? That's respect. And then personalization is the idea of once you understand what that person actually wants and needs, in other words, their potential buyer, how are we kind of directing our messaging and our offers to kind of meet that desire for something very specific? It makes sense. Are there trends yeah. in the millennial space that we would point to that would say that, you know, at the end of the day, we're exaggerating the difference between generational buying, or do you feel like there really are unique attributes to the millennials that you're seeing out there that you would recommend marketers pay attention to? It's a fantastic question. And I, I don't have a one size fits all answer. A lot of the brands that we work with, their target customer are millennials. And so their marketing strategies are tuned to kind of what we talked about, which is personalized, respectful marketing. And it's been really successful. I mean, the other thing is, while I don't, we don't have a lot of qualitative data on millennial sentiment, you know, the same research, I have the same research, you know, 70% of, of millennial consumers feel that direct mail is more personal than online digital communications and are more likely to read promotional direct mail than email. So like, that's a general stat that I find very interesting. But at the end of the day, what our brands are working off of purchase behavior. So if what we do, it doesn't actually convince millennial customer actually open up your wallet is probably the wrong image, you know, use Apple pay to, to transact or whatever, then it, then it doesn't work. It's immediately clear in the data. And what we've seen from a performance standpoint is that is a highly effective way to reach millennial consumers along with everyone else. I think there is a, there is a bit of a, a story out there that direct mail works for an older audience because they're used to it. You check the mail, you open up a, you may, like, I don't know how many millennial households have letter openers. I, I, I don't know. That would be a cool promotion that we could do one day. Or no, printers. Cool <laughs> yeah. Right. But we haven't seen that necessarily pan out in the actual marketing. And so I, I go back to sort of the fundamentals, which is, you know, creating valuable, relevant messaging and delivering at the right time in a way that is respectful is, is going to be successful no matter what. So personalization and respect end of the day, if we're approaching our, yeah. our buyers in that way, our millennial buyers, we're going to get headway. Jacob, I really enjoyed the conversation today. Yes. Likewise. Thank you. All right. That wraps up this episode of the revenue generator podcast. Thanks to Jacob Ross, CEO at Pebble Post for joining us again today in part three of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Jacob and I are going to dig in and talk about marketing that makes every minute count. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to the podcast, head over to RevGenPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is MarketAdvocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.